Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Some may call you rat catchers, others mercenaries, but we prefer the term adventurers. And at the Grey Hill Free Company, we believe in one thing above all, adventurers together strong. Many have gone on to do some great things under our name, not all of them good, but great things nevertheless. Hopefully you'll soon join their ranks. So gather round and let us regale you with one of the many stories of the Grey Hill Free Company. Two more elves climb up onto the side of the ship, and all three of them are going to attack the angle. The angle does not seem to be very badly hurt. Uh, I say in elvish to the elves, we can sort out our differences once we uh, deal with this angel, yes? The three elves look at each other and nod slowly. Very good. Attack! You launch forwards. Are you going to attack with your sword? Yes. But I'd like to do a cool flourish first. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Describe the flourish. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a simple figure eight. You skewer the angle directly in its torso, assuming very correctly, or maybe accidentally, that its heart is on the opposite side. So... You, as you draw your sword back no, out... No, 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 Adam, Adam, Adam. Yeah? I was aiming for the side that I thought the heart, heart was on, <laughs> and just missed. Just sheer luck got the right side by missing my intended target. Sheer luck or intimate knowledge of angles, either way, the effect is the same. As you draw your curved sword out of the angle's belly, you can see... Black and blue liquids begin flowing immediately from the creature's belly. You have wounded it greatly. Would you say it's it spews forth? Yeah, I would say it indeed spews forth. Absolutely. Mm. Would you say it gushes sickly? I would say it gushes sickly. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Well, very good. Yeah. You should have said one of those two. Yeah, those well, great. it's the Engel's turn. You're the one who heard it the most. Oh, golly. It attacks you, misses, so it's going to try attacking you a second time, misses again, it's going to try a third time. I like to think the first time I ducked, the second time <laughs> I jumped up and like grabbed a rope yeah. and pulled my feet up. 
and then the third time, I land flat-footed. What happens, Adam? The third time, as you land flat-footed, you look back. <laughs> you look back at at uh, Withers with like a big cocky smile on your face, and then when you turn about back, to say something, yeah. <laughs> when you turn back, thunk, you get hit in the side of the head and take eleven points of damage again. Wowie, wow, wow. The creature is so freezing cold. It's uh, it feels like it feels like getting hit by winter. <laughs> it's the elves' turn. Two more elves mm-hmm. climb onto the deck of the ship for a total of five now. Oh, at this point as well, you can hear you can oh the ship actually you probably can't hear it, but the ship is swaying with a chaotic nature, and you can tell that a fight probably between the other angles and the the elves is happening beneath the ship as well. Hmm. Something tells me this vessel's not long for these waters, boys. Yeah, you hear a creaking and a cracking below decks, and you can tell that you're springing more and more and more leaks. All right, emboldened by your deft blow upon it, the elves up here score a bunch of hits, dealing uh quite a bit of damage, actually. So are these, like, sea elves, did you say? Yeah, they're... Imagine, if you will, a regular elf, right? You're imagining Done. probably something Tolkien-esque, like a fair hair, fair skin. Maybe you're imagining a wood elf and they have more earthy tones, but you're probably imagining at least one of those two different types of elf. Now, take that same build. Physically, a bit smaller than a human, but lither and more dexterous than... Uh, for hair, they would have... Literally, it looks like seaweed. Their hair looks like seaweed. Their skin is a deep, dark blue color. They have shark-like eyes, so rather than rather than pupils or anything like that, it's just pure black eyes that would blink. You would see several lids closing and opening right, when they like a when nictitating they nictitating membrane. Yeah, absolutely. You can see on the sides of their necks, they have gills, which now that they're out of water, look kind of lifeless. Like they, they flap down like just dead skin on the side of their necks but when they were below water you could see that they were kind of moving in time with the sea elves Mm -hmm. breathing you can see they have webbed hands and feet they don't wear shoes shoes are kind of almost an annoyance when you have webbed feet so the clothing that they wear would also like their hair look quite similarly like it's made out of seaweed some of them you can see have coral kind of armor like it looks a bit heavier but still quite buoyant the seaweed and coral is also integrated into their weapons they use no metal whatsoever they don't even use rock or stone uh, sorry they don't even use stone or any type of leather or anything like that you can see it looks like it's all made out of seaweed and coral so you at this point after the sea elves have had their go the en- angle looks, I would say, yes, it's bloodied. It's uh, half health or less. It is the pirate ship's turn. It is Withers' turn. Okay. Withers, uh, you're wounded, but... Oh, no, he shouldn't. Withers... <laughs> 
<laughs> he shouldn't. I just realized Withers can attack the elves as well, but I guess you're kind of trying to to make friendly with them. So in he, I, I feel like he's capable of observing what is happening. Yeah, yeah. Withers begins kind of muttering to himself, and as he does that, the Engel looks over at him, and uh, and Scant, you can see the that they seem to be having some sort of conversation. Uh, I'm sorry, Withers and the Engels. Yep. All right. Withers concludes with like a half smirk, like a a half smirk and a laugh, and you hear him muttering under his breath, finally finishing with a. Well, you're just some dumb codfish, then, ain't you? When he says that... <laughs> when he says that, the angle's head snaps backwards. Salty piece of work. <laughs> the angle's head snaps backwards, its eyes roll, its many eyes roll up into the back of its head, and it takes 19 points of psychic damage. Ah, uh, if we get out of this alive, I'm marrying that tortoise. <laughs> it's the slaver ship's turn. They, you see that they're getting quite close now, and then a rippling magical aura appears. The pirate ship materializes, and you hear vroom, 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 as along the, it, it issues a broadside against one of the slaver ships. You see six massive explosions on one of the, on the lead slaver ship, and that ship just goes up in flames. It looks like it looks like a bunch of fireball spells were just cast. Uh, I turn to one of the elves near me, not really expecting an answer, and say, "All right, so I guess I was wrong in assuming all of you were together." <laughs> all right, it is scant your turn. Uh, is that is that angle still alive? Yeah, it's still standing. Well, then I would like to correct that. You launch at it a second time. You hit it a second time. And you do, oh my god, you rolled only sixes. That's 24 plus 4 is 28 points of damage. Holy smokes. Uh, Yeah, I like to think that uh, the fancy footwork thing has inspired me, Ralph. I like to think that, like, he... uh, Yeah. He's got, like, metal-capped heels on his boots. Mm. And does, like, kind of a a boot-stomping dance as he fights. Yeah. So you're just watching him, you know, like he's, he's, uh, sorry, Scant is, uh, is like tapping out a staccato and just like dance fighting around this thing. You slash it at once, you slash it a second time, you do a little pirouette around one of the elves, slash a third and a fourth time. The fifth slash, however, you open up the Engel's belly and winter falls out of its belly. The creature, <laughs> the creature topples over backwards and you hear it splash into the water. All right. That was your turn, Scant. The Engels and Elves continue their fight below the ship and you hear a massive tearing, cracking noise. And then the ship, the, the incontinent porpoise begins to sink at a rapid rate. <laughs> I look to my two comrades and, uh, I quickly ask, did either of you see a lifeboat when we boarded? <laughs> they withers and Justice look at each other and both go, uh <laughs> As they're doing that, <laughs> one of the elves on the ship turns to you and says uh, in Elvish, says You surrender. We do. 
The elves then, if you're not resisting, are going to handcuff you with a combination of... It's like a... It uses coral for hard bits, but then the actual... Imagine like a set of manacles made out of coral and seaweed. The seaweed forming a some sort of weird knot-slash-locking mechanism. Interesting. They bind all three of you. They bind your hands. And then as the, by the time that they've done this, the water is coming out of the passage below decks. You know that the ship is probably touching sea level at this point. It's mere yeah. moments before it's submerged completely. I turn to the, uh, I turn to the nearest elf mm. and an elvish say, uh, I imagine that when you talk to someone in elvish, it's more fancy than when you talk to them in common. Sure. Uh, I turn to him and say, uh, not to rush thee, but, uh, Perhaps we should get uh, ye fuck out of here? The elf does a little gesture with their hand, and you hear some words in the language of magic, and then a bubble appears in their hand. They blow through the bubble, and lots of little bubbles spew forth, popping in your face, in Withers' face, and in Justice's face. All Sorry, you keep saying justice. Are you talking about... Justice Coxsack's uh, Jimmy Upson's Coxsack's promise. Justice Jimmy Upson's yeah. promise? Okay, sorry, yeah. just wanted to make sure we are talking about the same guy. Yeah. And all three of you, as you submerge, as you fall beneath the waves, at first you panic and all of the air leaves your lungs. And then the sea elf very calmly gestures, gives like a, like a breathe in. Uh, I, I do so. You immediately find that you are capable of breathing water. Hmm. I try to speak. You can speak, though your your speech is a little kind of muffled by the water around you. Huh. You can see the corpses of the two other angles, in addition to quite a many sea elves, are slowly drifting towards the ocean floor. There are a bunch of sea elves here, maybe like 20 still in total, and several of the other ones look at you, Withers, at Justice Coxsack's Jimmy Upson's promise, and then at the sea elves who took you prisoner, kind of questioningly. The sea elves that took you prisoner, do you definitely don't speak this language. They communicate in sign with each other, and then those sea elves, seemingly satisfied, nod, and you are swam away. <laughs> they grab you and swim away. Uh, I assume making a, a wide giving a wide berth to the corpses of the uh, angles which probably absolutely yeah make the water around them real cold uh, you travel for quite some time it would probably be the better part of the day certainly you can see above you through the water the suns they set and then the moons rise and at that point you come to shore somewhere um before before we uh, come to shore i yeah. just Knowing this character as I do, there's no way he was quiet for that long. Okay. He would have at least gotten the names of the elves who were swimming him and uh, tried to strike up some rapport. The elves look at each other and shake their heads slowly. One of them speaks, saying, no names. Hmm. Yeah, same. The one that spoke gestures to themselves and says, you can call me... Speaks, thinks for a moment, and then says, with kind of a wiry smile, friend. <laughs> You're the second unusual friend I've encountered in the last two days. 
they're not unhappy to talk with you. If you want, you can strike up conversation and talk about other things, but they're not giving you their names. But I would like to know if they know anything about the uh, the other three forces that were descending upon us. Pirates led by Splinter Jim. Slavers shake their head. Mm, don't know much. Other creatures kind of recoils a little in horror. Uh, awful, evil demons. Yeah, well, I agree with you there. Why did you lot descend on us? The friend laughs a little bit and then does the little, like, money gesture. You know, you rub your fingers together. They do that. Ah. Elves, land elves pay for raiding. But what could... (laughs) This is probably my ignorance showing, but you all seem to have everything you could possibly need down here under the waves. What you need with money for? Not money. Names. Interesting. You surface somewhere on a remote beach. There's a little, you can see a little hutch, a a fisherman's shack, if you will. They lead you towards the fisherman's shack. There's no doors or or really windows. It's just holes in the walls to let people and air flow through. Inside, you see there is some meager threadbare belongings. Uh, in a pile in one corner, you can see a lot of equipment that the sea elves have been presumably using. This looks like a rundown, disused shack that the sea elves have just uh, have just decided that they're kind of operating out of. There's no evidence here that the sea elves have actually been sleeping here. You guess that they maybe don't actually... They just use this place to store things, basically. Any Anywhere where the sea elves didn't need to store something is covered in dust. You don't think anyone's mm. been here in a while, other than, obviously, as I said, the sea elves. They, there's a, a very crappy-looking table with some chairs, which the sea elves let you sit at. Yeah, I, I, I sit down, and uh, I turn to, to friend and say, uh, My friend, my companions and I are all very hungry after this trip. Do you have any food? Mm, food. He nods. The sea elves, all of them would have little satchel bags. They, several of them rummage around in satchel bags, and they bring out, you are probably offered, as food, you would be offered some sort of kelp, and, sorry, some sort of whale blubber wrapped in kelp. Ooh, well, that's very rich, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, I don't think Scant has ever turned his nose up at any meal offered to him. Withers is pretty happy to eat it as well. Yeah. Justice Coxack's Jimmy Upson's promise, sniffs it a little bit, then sets it down on the table and says, Um, uh, I think I'll wait to see uh, how long we're here before I eat. Don't be rude, Justice Coxack's Jimmy Upson's promise. Eat your whale blubber. All right. He very begrudgingly and with a very unhappy <laughs> expression eats the little snack of kelp and whale blubber. <laughs> Um, I, I thank them. I thank the elves. No worries. Friend sits down at the fourth chair, the fourth and final chair at the table, and says, We let you leave for payment. Ransom, he says. Hmm. I work. We. 
work for a very well-funded mercenary company. If you send them word that you have us, they'll pay you more or less whatever you want within reason. They pay names? This is the second time you've said that. Are you looking for particular names? Mm, names uh, of power. Do I have any idea what they're talking about? No, you don't. Withers, on the other hand, leans over and says, mm, Names is a type of magic. Like uh, true naming. Uh, you learn I don't the suppose, names of things. I don't suppose you've got any of that uh, that particular magic about you, do you? Oh, well, if you literally our names are oh. the currency. Our name, mm. names. Do we get them back? Or do they, like, take them? It's like, uh, if you give them your name, you've lost the name. It's theirs now. I turn it over in my head. I'm like, well, Hang Whistle's a hell of a middle name. <laughs> I think you can mm. give them part, not all. I tell you what, I say to the elves. We've got all kinds of names, us. Hell, my friend here's got more names than he has feet tall. <laughs> Get a good boy card. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> if we were to give you some of our names, you would let us leave? Mm-hmm. Well, I can't give you my first name. It was my father's and his father's. Do I have to take that with me? And my last name ain't worth much. In fact, it sort of says so. <laughs> All right, get another good boy card. Fuck it up. But I tell you what I can give you. I got a middle name ain't no one you've ever met has. I give you that. You tell me how many of us leaving it's worth. Friend deliberates with several of the other, uh, with several of the other sea elves. They converse, even above water, they converse, they seem to prefer it in the hand, uh, the, in the sign language. Then friend turns back to you and says, give, say name. My middle name is Hang Whistle. They deliberate a little bit more. <laughs> I turn to Withers and go, you know, I was expecting a bit more of a uh, response to that <laughs> delivery. Friend turns back and says, Name is rare. For two. Hmm. I, uh, I nudge the gnome and I go, You wanna, come on. Um, I guess, uh, uh, I guess I'll give a, uh, Jimmy? They deliberate for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Very common, but okay. Mm. Friend leans over. And puts out his hand to shake yours. I shake his hand. Uh, you shake friend's hand, Lemuel Scant. Oh, <laughs> it sounds better. <laughs> it was crowded before. And then Justice Coxax Upson's Promise also shakes his hand. You know what, again, I feel like we come out of this better. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't leave yet. Okay. Well, they unshackle you, so you're free to go if yeah. you want. Friend. Oh, sorry. And after they shake hands, you see friend walks over to, they have a chest here, a, a locked chest. It looks drowned. It looks like a drowned thing, but 
There's a big heavy padlock on it, which friend unlocks, opens up, and inside you need to, if you, oh, do you look inside? Yeah, they just opened a chest. Of course, I'm I'm a pirate. You need to blink your eyes a few times. It, it hurts to look in at. You were looking in at not just not just all magic, but a specific type of magic. The magic of names, of words. And you see words, which is an, a difficult thing to describe other than it's words. You're looking at words. Yeah, I don't think we're looking at, like, swirling letters. Yeah. I think you're, what you're saying is that we are seeing the sounds of yeah. words in there. Absolutely. Yeah. And after after friend opens it, he whispers, hang whistle, Jimmy. And then friend closes the chest and relocks it. Friend, these other forces that we encountered out on the waves, the angles, the pirates... The slavers. Are they giving you any trouble? A friend nods slowly and says, mm, uh, Devils, demons, uh, fight us underwater. Pirates and uh, slavers fight each other, not bother us. I'll see if I can be of any help to you when I get back to uh, my proper place. If we can send aid to your people, we'll do what we can. Friend nods slowly and says... Thank you. He seems unsure. The, this entire interaction with you has been very transactional for him. That you're going to go out of your way to help him is an odd an odd idea. I'm a good aligned character. Sure. He's a genuinely decent guy. He's just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well... I had one last thing. I notice that you don't keep any metals about you, but I'd like to give you something for saving us. Sure, he gestures. I unclip one of the two big gold hoops that I have in my ears, mm. and uh, I hold it out to him. He takes it, considers it for a moment, and then maybe he has like a little coral dagger. He takes that out, and very with a deft hand, he very quickly pierces his own ear and puts the hoop ring in to match yours. Wowie, wow, wow, wow. Instead of in a transactional nature... In a, a more of a friendly manner this time, he reaches out with a hand to shake yours. Uh, I say in Elvish, go in peace and may the currents carry you where they will. He nods slowly. He likes that. And he says, and the same to you, friend. All right. Um, I think uh, we take our leave of these elves. Sure. They will probably point you. They know the direction to the nearest road. And from that road, you can get to Cold Rose without too much trouble. All right. You wait. Is that where we started? Yeah, it is. You get back Holy to Cold Rose. Cannoli. You don't have a ship, so there's not really much else you can do. But yeah, you get back to Cold Rose if you want. Oh shit! Do I still have my hat? <laughs> I think you could have kept your hat. Yes. Okay. All right. You I, I, you are returning to Cold Rose. Hmm. See, that's hmm. Hmm. We were paid to help those other captains. Mm. Right? Yeah. That's why we're here. Yep. If the Skull's men find us, they'll execute me. Withers nods slowly. Uh, uh, so, and you. Yeah. Well, uh, slavers uh, can use a crystalline island not too far from here as a base. But the pirates, 
they need to dock somewhere too. Uh, Reach Cliff is too small, they'd be seen too easily. They'd be docking somewhere near near enough to cold rows like the elves. We could look for that. Might take some doing, though. I think it's important that we find those other captains before we do anything else, lest they try to send someone out to find us and we're not there. Withers nods slowly. Honestly, maybe in that case we should go going now, because we sent that war raven a while ago. Hmm. Justice cocksacks up to smart parents. I'd <laughs> 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 been doing so damn well up to that point. <clears throat> Justice cocksacks up since promise. I'm sorry about your name. It's all it's all right, I guess. I kind of forget what I'm missing. Yeah. You also notice strange, scant, but that you can't remember your middle name. I knew it were something L- Lampwick or or some of the like. Oh, uh, <clears throat> and I'm, uh, I'm genuinely sorry about dragging you along on all that, but, uh, hey, you come out in the end, yeah? Uh, yeah, I guess. It's kind of all coming out in the wash, I suppose. And just you think about the adventure story, you'll have to tell all the lady gnomes. Quick question, though. Uh, you mm-hmm. said that the Skarl will execute you if you go back, right? That's, that's correct. I thought I... you said you were on a mission for him. That's also true. I did leave out. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Some important details. Okay. Did he tell you that I had to come with? Justice Cox accepts and promise. I lied to you. Okay. Well, I guess I had suspected for a little while. Mm. In my defense, I am a pirate. You're right. I guess it's kind of my own fault. I desperately, desperately want to gaslight him into thinking it's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't bring myself to do it. He's so sweet. It's okay. Withers I, does I, it for you. Yeah, maybe it's kind of <laughs> your fault. 
Yeah, I, I guess it is. I should have known. Yeah. I put an arm around his... I, I kneel down to his height and put an arm around his shoulder, and I say, I don't hold it against you, not one bit. Oh, th- thank you. Hmm. <laughs> With that, you're heading back into Coldrose? Uh, I th- think we might want to look slightly less like us. Okay. How can you do that? It's an interesting question, isn't it? I don't suppose there was any clothing in that little shack there, was there? Um, yeah, there would be a wardrobe with some basic fisherman's clothes and whatnot, some heavier furs for the winter seasons. Yeah, I mean, we're we're dressed like complete foreigners. Yes, so, uh, correct. If we cover ourselves up in some furs, I'm going to throw an eye patch on for good measure and take that other hoop out of my ear. You, yeah, you dress up like local fishermen. And dressed like that, you make your way into Cold Rose. The only building that you know of to go to, I suppose, would be the Jorvikin's Tall House. Is that where I met up with? Yeah, the, that's where I met up with the other captain. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the tavern that you began this adventure in. Yeah, I uh, I pull the the collar of you know whatever uh, garment I'm wearing up high mm. and uh, pull the hat down low. I assume there's got to be like a furry hat. Yeah, it'd be a big. Like a wizard's hat, but made... Like a wizard's hat, but with the texture of a fur coat. I love it. Uh, yeah, I pull that down low, and uh, I'd like to have picked up a stick, like a like a walking stick as well, and lean on it heavily, and walk in with an eye patch and a bit of a limp. You do so. Withers will probably... Oh, what can he do? Withers, I guess, wears a big, heavy cloak, and... That's the best, yeah. Yeah, a big, heavy cloak... And then maybe a some sort of like ski mask equivalent to try to conceal who he is and make it a little bit more ambiguous as to if he is a turtle or maybe just some like other type of huge humanoid creature. Actually, mm-hmm. maybe he wears another fur. No, wait, no, shut up. No. Wait, can we? <laughs> Withers, pull your head in and put. Justice Coxex ups its promise on your uh, on the top of your shell there. Withers does not want to do that, so you're going to have to make a persuasion check. Withers. I ain't doing it. I know you didn't want to do it, but you stand out around here. If people see that I'm with a twirl and I'm an old man, there's only two of us that match that description. But if you're a tall feller... Mm, with like a humany looking face. Withers gonna recognize us. Withers sighs heavily and then consents to to uh uh to letting the gnome on his shoulders. You put I I, I give him a little back of the hand pat on his plaster and then go stout fellow. <laughs> yeah you <laughs> You put Justice Coxax Upson's promise on Withers's shoulders and then dress them up to make them look like one person. Yeah, just put him in a big, big cloak and have his little <laughs> face. His tiny little <laughs> face visible. Yeah, well, at least if they look in there, they'll see, like, you know, humanoid skin instead of a turtle beak. As you're entering Cold Rose, one of the local townsfolk just stares at <laughs> at the amalgamation of Withers and Justice Coxax up to this promise with with bemusement and with some interest and justice coxax upson's promise turns to turns to her and says oh i got hit by a witch's curse shrunk my head down to this 
Oh, Justice Coxax ups and promise, don't talk to anybody anymore, and let's just pull this hood up. Okay. You pull the hood a little closer around him. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, quickly, to the, uh, to the toll house. Oh, I've got simply terrible news. As you're, as you're heading towards the toll house, you see out the front, there are several of the Yelms, those town guard sort of people, are standing out the front of the building. And then Skull on Terek is in their midst. In front of him, on his knees, is Jorvikin himself, the proprietor of the tavern. And it looks, this looks like a very dire sort of situation. It sounds like the skull is reading off a list of crimes that, um, that Jorvikin is about to be summarily executed for. As you're hearing that, you hear a very, a very pleasant voice behind you. Ah, you're back. You turn around and you see Kind Rampage is standing behind you. Oh, that's right. His name was Kind, not Friend. Ah, well. <laughs> well, Kind is more like my rank, if you will, title. Uh, <clears throat> you saw right through our disguises. What's happening over there? Well, uh, a t- terrible thing. Um, so it didn't take much investigating to figure out that the gnome was not supposed to be going on the ship. Um, and when that was figured out, the skull. Well, he's quite upset. The gnome is very important to him. Uh, and he's been going around trying to round up us captains, uh, specifically us four who hired you. And uh, fortunately for Captain Luperholm, Captain Colts, and the um, the ship chief, we were a little bit cleverer. Well, actually, the Luperholm and Colts both left after you when the war raven arrived. But myself and Rograth were able to slip the Skull's clutches, but without us to enact vengeance upon, the Skull has taken it upon himself to, um, deliver it upon Jorvikin instead. <sighs> uh, justice in Coldrose, if you can call it that, is brutal. If we don't intervene soon, I fear Jorvikin's tall house will just simply be called the tall house. I don't suppose if, uh, if the gnome goes running home, they'll, uh, just forgive and forget. <laughs> if we could solve this without bloodshed, that would be lovely. But I fear sending the gnome back is maybe, uh, uh, a, what's the expression? Uh, a dollar short? An hour late and a dollar short. Hmm. <sighs> we could try... But I don't hold out a lot of hope for it. We can leave uh, Jorvikin to pay for what we've done, especially since I've been reckless. Well, I suppose so, yes. I turn and I, I, I look up at uh, Rampage and I go, Your kindness? I'm, uh... <laughs> You're not getting I'm a good point card this time. <laughs> no, I'm disappointed that we haven't uh, had the chance to become better friends. I lean in, like, arms open to see uh, what the fuss is all about with these bear hugs. <laughs> he he picks you up into a big hug. He is incredibly... He runs hot. Kind Rampage <laughs> runs warm. 
you are sweating heavily by the end of this hug, but to be held by a polar bear feels nice. I, I give him a chuck on the arm. Look after Mr. Weathers. He's he's just miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I pluck Justice Coxax up and promise off of Weathers' shell. I give him a nod. We've known each other for decades. We've said everything we've ever needed to say to each other at this point. Withers looks you dead in the eyes and says, uh, You think I'm going to let you die without me? Don't see as you've got a choice. Beat feet. Are you telling him to leave? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, sorry, I didn't know that expression. Withers, oh, yeah. instead of beating his feet, Withers just plants them firmly in the ground and says, uh, I ain't how this story ends. Who's going to make a last-minute, desperate, stupid rescue if both of us are there? He gestures with his thumb over his shoulder at Kind Rampage and says, suppose he'd do it better than I would. You're just not going to let me be noble, are you? He, with his stubbornly, crosses his arms. All right, let's go. You interrupt them just as the axe was about to come down, not chopping... <laughs> Not chopping Jovikin's head off, but in the middle of his face is where the axe was about to go. I think just before, as, as they like wind up for that sword blow, yeah. I like slam the butt of that walking stick I have against. Are there cobbles on these streets? There are now. Yep, I slam it hard against the cobbles with a, with a sharp crack that I'm sure rings off the fronts of the buildings. Sure. And I say, Stay your hand! And I throw aside the wizard hat and the cloak. And put my big tricorn on. <laughs> and I say, it's me you want. And probably Withers. <laughs> the Yelms don't know what to do at first, because a lot of them don't know who the fuck you are. So you just kind of interrupt. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Yelm who was about to chop Jorvikin's face in half just kind of looks over at the Skull questioningly. The Skull obviously does recognize you, but the <laughs> yeah, a lot of the Yelms aren't really sure if what the fuck is going on right now. But when I the look at the skull and go, you didn't tell them. The skull, about me? he thinks for a second and then says, "It is very nice to see you again. I did not think that you would return. It would be stupid to do so." Please, we had an agreement. I said I would return with the information you were looking for. And I have to both thank you and apologize for the somewhat unexpected loan of your gnome. I think the agreement was that I would kill you if you came back. So, uh, please, Yelms. The Yelm. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do you not want the information I gathered? The Yelm with the axe, who was about to bring it down on your face, looks over at the skull, who... <sighs> what do you know? I'm bloody starving. You want to talk about this over something to eat? The Skarl smiles and says, There will be much to eat at the endless table. And then... And then the Yelm swings their axe. Are you going to contest this? Yeah. Okay. What, I'm not, we're just going to take the axe? Yeah. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> maybe you're like, yeah, I think I've had a good run. Uh, the Yelm with the axe goes first. They swing... And you just step slightly to the left. The axe boom, hits the cobblestones beneath you. And then you hear a terrible bellowing noise from behind you. 
And Kind Rampage barrels into the fight, knocking one of the Yelms so hard he goes flying head over heels and lands in a heap 10 feet away from Kind Rampage. Kind Rampage's bellow isn't just a scream, though. He calls that, he's, uh, he screams the word, CHALLENGE! The Skull looks at Kind Rampage and looks back at, uh, looks back at you, uh, Scant, and says, do you even know what the challenge is? Me? Yeah, you. I just work here. Kind Rampage looks over at you, uh, looks down at you, Scant, and says, Just accept the challenge. Oh, I. I accept your challenge. <sighs> the, the skull takes another deep sigh. Very well. It is customary to start the challenge with the feast. You're still hungry? Starving. You are led towards the Warven home, the, the manor that the Skull lives in. Inside, there is pretty much an eternal feast going on here. So it, it looks like nothing's changed from when you came here this morning. You sit down at the great table and you are given food and drink. Oh, wait. Before before we're let in there, while I still have access to Justice Cox X Upson's promise, because yeah. I assume they're going to take him away. From oh us. yeah. Uh, before they take him away, I kneel down to his height and I go, "No, listen. You might be in some trouble, which isn't your fault. I don't want you to get in more trouble. So if they ask you any questions, just tell them the truth." Uh, all right then. That it was my fault. No, we took you against your will, and then we tricked you into thinking it was your fault. You're all right, Justice Coxax Upson's promise. Uh, the gnome begins rubbing his forehead. I'm not at fault. <laughs> it's like he's coming out of some sort of daze. <laughs> <laughs> you got hoodwinked by a pair of old pirates. Oh, all right. Okay, then. I'll tell them the truth. Stout fellow. All right, so we make our way to the uh, Warven home. Withers and Kind Rampage come with as well. I mean, Withers is kind of also a prisoner, but Kind Rampage just comes with as well. Kind Rampage, you didn't need to get yourself involved in this. I simply couldn't not, I suppose. If nothing else, then the simple transactional nature that you represent a significant investment on my part. Ah. I mean, it was also the right thing to do, he says. (laughs) Look, anyway, let me explain to you the challenge. I might... I don't know. Perhaps I've killed you in just a different way. But um, uh, what will happen is it's a test of honors, shall we say. The Skull must... uh, As you've committed a crime against the Skull, he must think of a way for you to clear your name, as it were. A challenge of your honor. Um, he will come up with some sort of trial that you will need to pass. Uh, part of it, though, is a, a, a pledge to uh, the gods themselves. Uh, the gods of Husferma, uh, the, the gods of the Hus. Um, if you are unable to complete the challenge within the given time, you will, your, your life is forfeit, essentially, and the gods themselves will take it from you. But if you're able to complete the challenge, all your debt is cleared, 
uh, and the skull must acknowledge you as a a uh, a friend of his court and welcome within Coldrose. Hmm. It's one of my best things is making friends. Well, uh, and that right, Withers. <laughs> Withers just laughs. <laughs> he laughs long and hard. <laughs> Withers, this is I, the- my smile, <laughs> my smile, like slowly drops from my face as I realize he is just straight up laughing at. Me. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, look, the bright side. Liked. The bright side is you are able to. Uh, you are, are allowed to ask for help as part of this. So, um, I, at, at the very least, if you need me or my ship, we're at your service. I will, um, at some point, I'll go find Rograth as well, and uh, I'm sure she will also help. I'm touched to my very core. Well, we have thank to, you. We have to stick together. He says. Give him a little chuck on the shoulder again. But he's tall, so I do like a little jump. <laughs> yeah, your fist meets nothing but muscle. Thick, corded good. muscle. Good, good. You sit down, you have a uh, a long meal. Uh, there's alcohol, if you want. There's nothing else to drink but wine and mead. So if you wanted to, you could get quite drunk. I mean, I'm going to sample their alcohol, but uh, in this instance, I'm going to try not to get too drunk. They have a local type of wine, uh, which is... It's called a frost wine. Basically, the way it works is the grapes are never really exposed to summer. They're allowed to grow completely to fruition and are harvested before the first thaw. It's a, it makes for a very sweet type of wine. So if that's your bag, that's your bag. You would love this wine then. The mead is very different. I wouldn't describe it as not being sweet. It's also sweet, but to a much lesser extent. The mead is definitely, though, the nicer of the two drinks. The, the people of Coldrose, quite obviously, or the people of Husfirma, quite obviously, uh, take pride in their mead. And so there are many different types that you could have from many different bees or made from many different honeys. And you could get uh, different blends, different intensities, different flavors. It's v- the mead, you could absolutely find something that you liked, no matter what. Oh, it's I making me want mead. It. Now I want yeah, mead. Yeah, this sounds lovely. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I looked at how how close am I sitting to the skull? You would be sitting at the other end of the great table, about as far as you can sit. I'd like to change that. Oh, okay. <laughs> pick up my glass, and uh, after some consideration, I pick up my plate as well. Okay. And I kind of like sidle through uh, whatever people are there, and get like up near where the skull is sitting, and I look at the two closest people sitting to him uh, next to him. Mm-hmm. And decide which one of them looks like I can elbow them out of the way the most politely. Are you trying to be persuasive or more intimidating? No, I'm not trying to be intimidating at all. All right. Well, I'd call this. I'm a little. I'm. I'm really playing on the little wiry old man thing. You. Yeah. You. Sure enough. You see which of the two of them is the. the shall we say the weaker of the two? And you're able to kind of shove them out of the way and sit down at the chair yourself. Yeah. Shimmy in there. <clears throat> Skull Unteric. As uh, it's very likely that uh, I won't be spending too much more time with you one way or another. I'd like to get to know you some. Very well. I will answer three. I have one 
question. I will answer your one question if you tell me what you learned. Oh, I'll tell you what I learned. I've learned that you have various forces at odds with each other in your waters. I let him know that. I tell him basically everything except that I made friends with the elves. Okay. Do you tell him how you escaped? I feel like lying to this guy in his hall is a good way to get in trouble. And we had an agreement. Who knows? Uh, I tell him almost the whole truth. Okay. I, I tell him that we told the uh, we told the elves that we were going to surrender, and when they uh, made to manacle us, another one of the Angle brought the ship down and killed many of the elves, and we were able to escape. All right, I'll make that a deception check. Yeah, you do pretty well. The Skull seems to accept this story and says... That will make things very interesting. Uh, what did you want to know? When you were young, a young child, who was kindest to you? He thinks for a minute on that, and then he says, I had uh, a vet nurse, if you will, um, who just became a, vet, a regular, I would not say member of the family, but uh, she looked after me as I grew up, as my mother could not. Hmm. Kind was she. About as kind as anyone in this court can be. She's still around? No, she died uh, many winters back. Sorry to hear that. He shrugs, kind of nonchalantly. There aren't many people, especially if you're strong or prone to trouble or... Maybe a bit different. Aren't always going to be people who are kind to you. You're lucky to have had that. He nods. Anyway, this food is fantastic. Was there anything else you wanted to do during the dinner? No, nah, we'd just eat. All right. I might go back to the other end of the table where uh, my actual friends are. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, you're not. You don't feel very welcome up this end of the table. I'm gonna make this guy like me. Eventually, the meal kind of winds down and comes to a natural, a, a natural ebb. And when that happens, the skull slams his drinking cup upon the table several times for silence. The hole goes eerily quiet. And looking down the table, he says, I have devised my challenge. I will, hmm. as uh, our friend here has made things very difficult for me uh, in legislating against the terrors upon our sea, it should only be fair that he and his friends should help with some of the problems. So, we have four forces arrayed against us. We have those of the pirates, we have those of the elves, we have those of Lemminkainen himself, and finally we have those of the Union slavers. The entire crowd hisses and spits on the floor. My dear friend, Lemuel... He pauses for a moment. He seems a little confused. Lemuel Scant. He seems to have been tripped up by... Uh, you're not even, you can't even remember what tripped him up. That's, yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Uh, like, maybe he was trying to remember if people call me Scanty. Yeah, maybe. Lemuel, you pick which of the four you wish to fight. Hmm... And what will this fight entail? You precisely? must beat them. I wish never to see them upon my seas. I, uh, 
I pull out Jenny Corkscrew and slam her blade into the tabletop mm -hmm. and stand up. Scholar and Tarek, for too long, the scourge of the haughty and unnatural elves has plagued this land. I will deal with them personally. It is settled then. Scant will deal with the pirates. Motherfucker. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised you didn't see that one coming. Really straight up did not. I thought I had this all figured out. <laughs> you banish the pirate menace. You kill their leader, Pirate Lord James Flynn, or Splinter Jim, as he is known. And then you return here with his head, and we will mark your record as clear. You may sleep tonight within these halls, but tomorrow you must set off. I am sure the Erskine has a ship you can borrow. A lot of the court kind of, there's a bit of like a titter of laughter goes through the court. May I ask a boon of your generous greatness? You may ask. I would like the aid of Justice Cox Hexupson's promise. No. Well, right, it was worth a shot. That's a fine gnome you got there. Should I find you in his presence again, I will mm -hmm. put you to death. Challenge or no? You know, I sort of had a feeling you would have said that. I hold up my drink. To the health of the skull! To the skull! There's a massive chorus and everyone drinks deeply from their flagons. As the as the room begins to fill with chatter again, Kind Rampage looks across the table at you and says, My dear friend, if you need a ship, you have mine at your disposal. The Ursa Terra is a... Uh, well, it has few bells and whistles, but at the very least, if nothing else, it is seaworthy. <laughs> Which could be said, which is more than could be said than your previous ship. Yeah. Well, uh, I appreciate that. I do. We are going to need a vessel. And, uh, someone of your bareness will, uh, definitely come in handy. May I ask, uh, you wished to fight the elves. Was that for a particular reason? Are we still in the. Yeah, you're still in the hall, the... yeah. I'd rather not say anything that people will overhear. Uh,. Because I'm sure someone is paying attention to us. Possibly. Well, you know, we'd beaten them once. Kind Rampage nods slowly. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. Well, I, um, one of my, I just received a message. My, um, uh, uh ship wizard has made contact with Chieftain Rograth. Uh, she's on board for any plan that we might have. So we have the recurve at our disposal as well. So, if you want, we can head together. The Recurve is a much superior ship of war compared to mine. Um, but it is uh, lacking somewhat in um, subtlety. The pirate ship will know what's happening when they see the Recurve. My ship could potentially be disguised, or it is disguising. Uh, alternatively, we could wait for Captain Holm or Captain Colts to return. I'm starting to like our chances, I won't lie. Two ships, eh? Yes. Why choose? We'll take them both. That's all for today. Don't forget to check in next time where we'll continue this story of the Grey Hill Free Company. <laughs>